Good morning, NFL fans, and welcome to another edition of Monday Morning Huddle. I'm your host, Dave Holcomb. We have a little bit different look to our show today. If you're tired of hearing my voice, you're in luck. There are three guest stars coming on today's episode, and uh, we will be hearing from them, a lot less talking by me. But our first one is Alex Reamer. He has his own uh, podcast on footballnation.com, NFL Today. It appears every Wednesday. Uh, him and I had a conversation a few days ago about the New England Patriots and their position in the AFC. So here is that conversation with Alex. And we're here with Alex Reamer, a Football Nation contributor on our website. Uh, thanks for coming on the show today, Alex. My pleasure, Dave. Hope you had a good holiday. Hope you did too as well. Uh, Alex is from uh, the New England area, more specifically Boston. Uh, uh, we're going to talk to Patriots today. Defeated the New York Jets on Thanksgiving. Uh, not a close game, 49-19. It was 35-3 to at halftime. Uh, Alex, it was a defense that really stood out in this game, getting four turnovers in the second quarter alone. Right, that's true. But um, this season, New England has been able to, I don't know, run into teams that throw up on themselves or force a lot of turnovers. They've played one extra game than a lot of the teams now, but they lead the league in turnovers with 32. Hmm. You know, Dante Hightower, Zach Sanchez, one of the first plays of the game. So I think the Patriots defense is involved, is evolving. It is improving. But the fact that 
That's a great point. Again, the Patriots are plus 24 on the turnover differential, by far first in the NFL. Right, yeah, Tom Brady taking care of the ball on offense. Um, what what have what do you think has led to the increase um, in in the defense, the 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 improvement in the defense? They drafted a lot of uh, defensive players in the uh, draft last year, two in the first round. Has that led to an improvement? So the ultimate question, I think, about this defense, the offense has always been good the last few years. Is this defense good enough to get the Patriots that Lombardi trophy back in their trophy case? Okay, yeah, we will see. There are other uh, good AFC teams out there. At the beginning of the year, it kind of looked like it was going to be a soft conference, but Houston at nine and one, Denver improving every single week, Baltimore at eight uh, eight and two. Uh, this is a good conference. Yeah. 
mentioned Peyton Manning, a leader for MVP, but Tom Brady, 24 touchdowns, three interceptions, you mentioned, 3,299 passing yards so far, completing 65% of his passes, and the five-game winning streak, 14 touchdowns, no picks. Is Brady a top MVP candidate? My last question, uh, kind of going along with uh, what I asked about the defense, what, where do you see this team ending up? Uh, how far do you think they can go? Those are two games early in December, middle of December, and both uh, Monday night and Sunday night games as well, so the whole country will be watching. This is Alex Reamer. He has a podcast called Football Nation Today coming out every Wednesday. Thanks for coming on the show today, Alex. Great conversation. No problem, Dave. My pleasure. Have a good one. Uh, you too. Once again, Alex, thanks for coming on our show. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with Wayne Hood on the Dallas Cowboys. It feels like the 
And we're back here on Football Nation's Monday Morning Huddle. I'm your host, Dave Holcomb. If you have any comments on our show, I'd love to hear about it. Email me at dmholcomb06 at gmail.com. You can also tweet at me, dmholcomb. And you can find more of our stuff on Facebook, including this podcast, at Dave's Football News. Just search that in the toolbar. Our next interview is from Wayne Hood. He's an avid Dallas Cowboy fan. I talked to him a few days ago after the Cowboy loss against the Redskins. Here's what Wayne had to say. And we're with Wayne Hood, Football Nation writer on uh, our website, a uh, huge Cowboys fan. How you doing today, Wayne? Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, we're going to talk Cowboys today. They lost to the Redskins yesterday, 38-31 on Thanksgiving. Um, we're down 28-3 at halftime, came back and made it a game, but it seems like the Cowboys do that a lot. Um, they've done it a lot this season. The week before against Cleveland, we're down 13-0 at halftime. The second game against the Giants, we're down, I believe, 24-0 at halftime. I don't know if you uh, can pinpoint one thing or a couple things, Wayne, but why does this team start so slow in the first halves? Uh, well, I can't, I can't pinpoint anything, though. Um, but it seems that, it seems to me that for the past couple of years now, Well, on the, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, they've, they've been playing without their, their captain, Sean Lee, the middle linebacker that has really become the leader of this defense the last couple of years, I think you could say. Um, how, even without him, this defense is still in the top 10 in yards allowed and passing yards allowed, two very important uh, stats. But how, how big has that loss been of Lee in, in the middle linebacker position? Right, and a stretch run that really Dallas can't win, lose any more games already at 5-6. and six. Pretty much, yeah. And I have to uh, pretty much either win out or hope for a giant collapse. We can't bank on that. Uh, going to another uh, position on the defense, the rookie Maurice Claiborne that the Cowboys traded up pretty high in the draft to 
been able to grab out of LSU. Uh, how do you think his season's been going so far? I, I'd agree with you. I, I don't watch the Cowboys as much as I'm sure you do, but um, I think a lot of people overblow or have overblown this guy because he was you know so highly coveted by the Cowboys. And um, cornerbacks are going to have their bad games. You know they're going to be out of position and get penalties. It's it's the nature of the position. Right. And uh, Dallas, of course, uh, in the top ten in y yards allowed and passing yards allowed on defense. But but going over to the offense, um, Tony Romo's been passing a lot. I guess you could say that he has to because they're behind in so many games against Washington. 62 attempts again. He had, I believe, over 60 attempts against the Giants uh, a few weeks ago. Without DeMarco Murray, there hasn't been much of a running game. He went out with an injury uh, about a month, month and a half ago. How big has that injury been, and can the Cowboys actually win the win in the NFL throwing the ball 55, 60 times? Well, to answer that one, no. Um, there are very few teams that can, I mean, um, losing Murray was, was a devastating blow. Um, our um, offense it was it was in a disarray even with him, but I mean at least at least he was a solid runner. Now with Felix Jones, who who has just never panned out to be as good as he was expected to be. Um, mm. if, right. You know, twenty thirty yards a game on the ground is just. I mean, you can't win like that. Um, and um, and Tony Romo is, in my opinion, is a very good quarterback. Yes, flaws. I understand he gets he gets a little bit 
My last question, Wayne. Uh, at five and six, still in second place, but now the Redskins are five and six with the win uh, on Thanksgiving. Uh, the Giants are six and four. We've seen the Giants, you know, collapse before in late November, uh, but we've also seen them surge in December. Uh, where do you predict the Cowboys finishing up the 2012 season? If whether it's right or right or not, yeah, I agree that people are. Have, I mean, a few years ago, fans were saying that Romo can't win the big one or whatever. Can't can't just can't seem to get take be able to take the Cowboys where they want to go. And at this point, I don't think it's really his fault. Um, I don't think they have the right personnel to really make a Super Bowl exactly. run. But um, but yeah, they're gonna they're going to. Um, Pin that on him, and that'll be his legacy if he's not able to do that. I, I agree, and it's a shame. I mean, I've always been a huge, huge fan of Tony, but uh, unfortunately, you know, the coaching, all 
offensive line, the lack of a running game, just all these factors. But I mean, in the end, you know, it's still, it comes down to him. It's on his shoulder pads. Uh, that's all the time we have, Wayne. Thanks very much for coming on our show. I, I, I love talking to uh, the other writers on our website, footballnation.com. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. Once again, uh, Wayne Hood is a writer on footballnation.com. He writes about the Cowboys a lot, but he, but he uh, covers many subjects, and he's a writer that you should definitely check out on the website. We're going to take one more break, and then we're going to come back with the AFC South expert on our website, Dakota Crawford. Welcome back to Football Nation's Monday Morning Huddle. I'm your host, Dave Holcomb. No fourth and long segment this week, but we do have an interview from Dakota Crawford, the AFC South expert on footballnation.com. And for our next guest, we have uh, Football Nation contributor Dakota Crawford here on the show. Thanks for coming on the uh, on uh, today's episode, Dakota. Uh, Dakota is the AFC South expert on our website, so we're going to talk a little bit about the Texans, who are currently leading the NFL, tied with the Falcons with the best record at 10-1, and had a big win on Thursday, and we're going to talk a little bit about the Colts, who got a win over Buffalo today uh, to move to 7-4. and uh, the, Starting with Houston, um, we've seen them give up over 30 points in the last uh, couple of weeks, Dakota, and uh, this is a top-ranked defense in the top five in a lot of categories. What has led to the lapses the last couple of weeks against you know, the Jaguars, not a very powerful offensive team, and Detroit, a below 500 club? I'll tell you what I've seen. They stopped making tackles, man. They've missed tackles a lot. Against Jacksonville, they gave up um, six plays of 20 yards or more. You know, Justin Blackman had the huge day, obviously. And uh, against Detroit, this last week on Thursday. Right. Jonathan Joseph was out. Going um, into the game, I figured that he would impact it, but maybe not as much as he actually did. Um, uh-huh. Matthew Stafford threw the ball 61 times. He ended up with about 441 yards, two <laughs> touchdowns, no interceptions. Incredible game from Stafford. Yeah, he had a huge game, and uh-huh. I really didn't think that he would. I kind of figured the Texas defense would bounce back, but plays over the top, you know, Jonathan had a pretty big day, they just didn't seem to have that same, that same pressure, I mean, Stafford's had a lot of time in the, in the pocket as well, uh, J.J. Watt had a big day, he had three sacks, but that secondary just isn't getting it done. Right, uh, well, moving forward for this team, uh, we mentioned already that they're 10-1, and one, uh, top ranked in the, the, well, tie in the NFL for the top record, and, and the number one seed in the AFC is... Their weak point going forward going to be getting pressure on the quarterback and, and tackling on the defense? No, I mean, they still have, uh, I think, 30 sacks this year on the season. Uh, that's somewhere somewhere in the top five. Uh, they're still getting pressure up there. Uh, it's a secondary. I, I, don't know, I don't know why they're not playing at the level they have been over the last two weeks. 
They've got 791 yards they've given up through the air. Um, <laughs> a lot of yards. Detroit is a team that really doesn't run the ball that much to begin with. So they're going to be throwing a lot, if, if especially if the Texans' uh, weakness is the secondary. And the interesting thing is, they their running backs just ran the ball 18 times, 85 yards. Um, but that's still 4.25 yards per carry, and that's been not the case for the Texans' defense up to this point in the year. You know, it's still mm-hmm. been impressive average for So where do you see uh, the Texans ending up at the end of the season? Is, is this a legitimate Super Bowl contender? Can they make a run in the AFC against uh, teams like New England, Baltimore, have been there every single year, Denver with Peyton Manning? Can this team actually beat uh, those teams in the playoffs? Well, despite all that we've been talking about, they still had two big wins the last two weeks. Uh, they showed mental toughness, and that's kind of been a big question for me as far as playing against those elite quarterbacks is whether or not they could do it in the close games and in the trenches, you know, when they needed to. Right. So that is one positive, positive spin on this last couple of weeks here, but I, I think, what, think that if you put these I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think what the win that's really impressed me of, of for them was, I think a lot of people, the Chicago game on the road, in the rain, uh, playing a game that Chicago loves to play and they beat them at their own game. Right. With that being said, I still think in the playoffs, if you put these guys head to head with the Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, I, I don't know if, if they can pull it out at this point. Hmm. Well, going forward in the last five games, uh, they have a big uh, matchup against New England in New England two weeks yeah. from today. We could maybe see if they can play uh, those top quarterbacks that you're talking about on the road, though they might not have to go on the road in the playoffs. But they also have two matchups against the Colts, who are playing great football through the first 11 weeks, 12 weeks of the season. Yeah, that's going to be interesting because they play the Colts two out of their last three games. And if this gets to a point for Houston where they're going to be, you know, resting players the last couple weeks, that last one may not have a huge impact. So... That is interesting. Yeah, the Colts could potentially get into the playoffs yeah, maybe I mean, that, on winning, beating the backups. Yeah. yeah. Well, looking at the Colts, I, I think they're a talented team, but they're playing with so much emotion because of the, the cancer their head coach, Chuck Pagano, has. Um, it's really energized this team. Would you say that this is kind of a one-hit wonder year? Are they playing a lot? with a lot of emotion and that's contributing to their wins or is this a talented club that's going to return to the top of the AFC? Um, no, I think they do have a lot of talent going forward and I mean they have a lot of veterans on the squad as well. Um, I think something this year, nobody expected these guys to have seven wins, you know, maybe period, let alone the end of week 11. And right. <laughs> Didn't even look to be near the 
roster, I think. That's a good you know, point. Yeah. They're stacked with rookies, and they could get a playoff game, win or lose. It's still going to be a good experience for them. That's true, and likely they're going to go on the road as a wild card team and have to play maybe a Tom Brady or um, perhaps go into Baltimore, depending on where they go, or go into Denver and play Peyton Manning. Oh, coming back or right, uh, Peyton playing his old team. Yeah, definitely. You know, you have all the interesting second headlines with that. So, one more uh, prediction for you, Dakota. Where do you see the Colts ending up? Do you think they make the playoffs? And if so, do they have any shot of advancing deep into the the big dance? It surely would be. With only only winning two games last year, I don't think anybody thought that the Colts would be anywhere close to the playoffs. That's what I mean. Me personally, I give them five wins this season. Right. And they came out, and they've done that easily. <laughs> Yeah, they've been they've been an impressive bunch, that's for sure. Definitely. Well, uh, thanks for coming on the show, Dakota. It's it's great talking uh, football with you. Yeah, thanks again for having me, man. No problem. It took uh, a week or so to to get Crawford on the show, but I'm glad that he was finally able. Uh, we were finally able to get in touch and um, have that conversation over the phone. Very good one about the AFC South situation. We're gonna take one more break, and then we'll come back and wrap up today's show. back here on Football Nation's Monday Morning Huddle to wrap up our show. Thanks once again to Alex, Wayne, and Dakota for coming on. It was really great talking to you guys about football. Uh, We only covered really three teams in our show today. If you're itching for more uh, coverage from um, on these three teams or on other teams around the league, check out our website. Check out the recommended work um, on this uh, article, reference work every week in uh, the article where you're probably listening to this podcast. Or uh, check out uh, Alex Reamer, Wayne Hoods, and uh, Dakota Crawford's page on our, uh, their profile page on our uh, website, footballnation.com. Search their name in the toolbar. Their stories will come up. And uh, there's also other great news on Dave's Football News on Facebook. That's more of what I write and this podcast. But I also put up other work. Um, that appears on the site. 
But that's all we have for this week. In the meantime, I'm going to find some peace in my mind.